Good day, and welcome back to the Authentic ID podcast series, where we educate, inform, and discuss all things around identity verification and fraud detection. Authentic ID is a pioneer in the identity proofing and fraud prevention space. Driven by patented AI and machine learning technology, our solution delivers 99% accuracy in counterfeit ID detection and biometric verification. Leading financial services firms, telecom companies, credit bureaus, and businesses worldwide have adopted Authentic ID's solution to mitigate fraud without sacrificing user experience. On our podcast, our team of experts and special guests will bring you the latest on identity technology and fraud trends to help businesses and individuals manage identity simply and safely. I'm your host, Todd Santarelli, and I'm very pleased to welcome you to our second episode where we will cover the top five reasons facial biometrics can help your business. Facial biometrics is everywhere. It is making its way into a variety of places in our lives, from unlocking your phone to verifying your identity when opening an account. However, hesitations exist and questions still remain for both businesses and consumers. Today, we'll be talking to Clayton Roth, Authentic ID's SVP of Revenue, to help decode the many benefits of facial biometric technology. So let's dive in. Clayton, what does biometric technology offer a business that other identity verification methods might not? And where will businesses see the first huge benefit of facial biometrics? Thanks, Todd. Good morning, everybody. I think uh, before we get into kind of like how biometrics works and all that jazz, let's really get into why people are going to be using it. One is for the first and foremost reason of onboarding and re-authenticating users, right? The same way that I pick up my mobile device and, and open it up is the same way that, you know, the facial biometric works, whether you're at a kiosk, where you're on your own mobile device, or you're using a tablet in a retail store to authenticate yourself, whatever it might be. It's just a really unbelievably accurate and easy way for people to onboard and authenticate themselves. On the business side of the house, though, really the focus is on, you know, stopping fraud, stopping those account takeovers, reducing operational costs, um, you know, asking you know, old questions around knowledge-based authentication questions where um, fraudsters can easily get around those. And sometimes you have to have call center agents or other forms for customers to kind of, you know, go to a step up, it cuts down on the operational costs in terms of just reviewing fraud because the fraud is going to go down, right? Uh, I think LexisNexis explains to us that for every $1 fraud losses, I think now it's like over $4 actual and in, in actual losses to the company due to all the operational work that goes around, you know, rectifying the fraud, you know, looking into it, all, all that stuff. So uh, again, you know, stopping fraud, easy user customer onboarding experience for higher conversion and really, you know, reducing those operational costs. Um, first, I'll talk a little bit about the accuracy of, of facial record biometrics. So people might think that, oh, wow, this, you know, technology is not very accurate. It actually really is. Uh, it just depends on what algorithms you're using, right? Um, so there's been some bad technology out there that's been released, uh, really just not in terms of the technology, but really the training data behind that. But facial recognition now has almost near zero bias with the top algorithms. And there's an institution that you need to be aware of called the National Institute of Standards Technology. They actually rate these algorithms, right? Not only rate them for accuracy in terms of facial recognition, but also um, there's a lot of work in terms of having non-biased algorithms um, and making sure that there's no algorithm grip to those algorithms. So that's something that you should really uh, look into when you're looking for facial recognition so solutions is look at the NIST rated algorithms or when you're talking to your provider, make sure that they're using this top NIST rated <laughs> algorithms. The big one here is, again, stopping fraud. Like the more accurate the facial recognition technology is, the more accurate you're able to stop the fraud. There's over 99% accuracy, almost 100% accuracy in some of these 
algorithms, they're, they're really good, right? And it stops all sorts of things, right? So the stop guards are for account takeover, some of those SMS two-factor authentication, man-in-the-middle attacks, right? For 16 bucks, you can, you can get technology to intercept text messages, insert yourself in that kind of two-factor authentication process and take over someone's account, right? It's a lot harder to do that if you're using someone's face, right? Your face is this biometric that, again, people have been using forever to authenticate who they are. You're doing it you know, naturally with when you're looking at someone's face, but now we have the technology that replaces that kind of bias that a human would have, uh, that natural bias that any human would have just because they've been looking at their face for so long. What about some of the more sophisticated forms of fraud? We're hearing more about spoofing methods like deep fakes. How does facial biometrics work to fight spoofing? So again, the accuracy in this technology is, is through the roof. I think what's also really important, though, is it's not just about the facial recognition. You also need to make sure, especially if it's in a digital environment or you're calling into a call center for this workflow to authenticate someone, when you trigger that face, you also need to make sure that you're doing some kind of liveness detection, right? That liveness detection allows you to say, hey, not only is that Clayton uh, or Todd taking that selfie in real time, but there's no spoofing going on with that selfie, right? So there's no deep fake videos or um, 3D printing mask that's that's on top of that person to, to try to pass themselves off as someone else, right? So that's super critical when you're, when you're adopting this. And again, it just means more accuracy in terms of really verifying that that's Clayton or that's Todd. Again, I look at my phone all the time to unlock it, right? It's such a simple biometric to use to unlock a device or log into an account or, you know, authenticate yourself when that wire transfer is, is about to go through. There's tons of biometrics out there. There's fingerprint, there's voice. Why, why have the phone companies, you know, or the Apples and the Android uh, devices adopted facial recognition for unlocking devices? It's easy. That's really why they went that path. There's some other key features to it we'll talk about here in a second, but it's just a really easy user experience, right? At onboarding, we highly recommend that you not only take a person's face, something that they are, but something they have, like a government ID to really authenticate that it's them. Because Todd, right now I could, you know, say, hey, here's my facial recognition. My name's Todd, right? And if I had a bunch of information off the dark web or just getting, you know, from all the data leaks, getting information on you, I could pass myself off as you and just... Instead of your face, it's going to be my face that the one I onboard with. So we really want to make sure that we, we relate that facial uh, biometric back to a government idea, at least onboarding, to really verify this person is who they're claiming to be. But after that, it's as simple as re-authentication using the face, right? And this could be done via you getting a text message to authenticate yourself when you're in the app, making a piece of kind of, you know, like I talked about wire transfer or account change or logging in even. It could be as simple as triggered in an instance, even in like retail stores, like I'm walking in, hey, I just need to re-authenticate that this is you before you pick up these devices or this order. So really easy uh, method for, you know, onboarding and then re-authenticating people. I mean, you can re-authenticate someone with facial biometrics in less than sub one second, right? It's very, very quick. And again, we know it's accuracy. It's also really great kind of moving into kind of the next point from an underwriting standpoint. So again, you've got voice, you've got fingerprint, all fantastic things. A lot of places you need a kind of, you know, a fingerprint reader or people might be out in the public and it's tough to authenticate yourself because there could be some, you know, outside noises that are, you know, messing up the voice authentication. Uh, so those are other factors why I think face has been adopted a, a lot quicker. But I think the other piece is the strong underwriting behind it. When you've got a time-stamped image of someone's facial biometric when they purchase that uh, service or that thing product from your company, it's pretty powerful, right? And there's no kind of refuting that, right? Um, you know, is this you on the date that you purchased this cell phone, or is this you on the date that you purchased this, you know, non-cancelable trip, right? All that kind of stuff is very important in today's world, especially with the rise in chargeback fraud and friendly fraud, where you've got customers that 
for all intents and purposes, are good customers. It's just maybe they are refuting a purchase that they actually didn't make, right? Or refuting a service that they um, bought at the time, but now they don't want and they're trying to get out of it. It's a really good way for uh, you to kind of have a really strong underwriting that really leaves no, you know, way for a person to say, oh, that wasn't me, right? You know, that that was you on the selfie uh, of the date that this was purchased. Many companies spend a lot of time and resources fighting fraud. How can the use of facial biometrics impact those operational expenses? When fraud happens, to investigate it and figure out what went wrong and all the different things you have to do to, you know, refund customers or, you know, set accounts right and, and, and go through that due diligence. It's costly. Biometrics allows you the ability to have this really clear authentication of the individual that you can reference back to. It's going to stop a lot of fraud. Right. So one, your fraud's going to be cut dramatically. And that allows your teams to, you know, go out and refocus onto other efforts or, you know, even reduce some of the teams that you have reviewing the, the fraud. Right. Uh, the second thing it's going to do is, is really streamline the process for if there is an incident, uh, a clear investigation path and kind of going back into the underwriting of the, of the uh, timestamp facial recognition image that's on file. Again, the LexisNexis true cost for fraud. For every $1, I think it's now over $4 in actual you know, cost to the company. So I think that's a really important one for companies to kind of pay attention to, right? This is not just about stopping you know, uh, fraud and you know, streamlining the customer onboarding journey. It's also in reducing the amount of time, effort, and resources you have behind actually you know, the fraud piece of your business, right? And investigations and, and uh, um, redistribution of funds and all that kind of things that you need to do. What's interesting too, is, you know, a lot of the, you know, I think some laws have changed recently around how you have to report fraud losses, right? So this is, this is a really big thing that businesses need to take a, um, a close attention to and reduce some of those operational costs. When companies implement facial biometrics, how do they consider the devices customers are using? The device is also a way for businesses to kind of leap forward in terms of, you know, optimizing their, their practices. So in traditional methods, when we need to authenticate someone, you need a fingerprint reader. You need maybe someone to come in to some kind of kiosk, right? Or some kind of terminal to authenticate who they are. Oftentimes it's a human, but for the majority of facial recognition that, you know, consumers are used to, it's all based and tied to the device that they own that's in their hand. And that limits capabilities with, with customers pretty quickly, right? Like what happens if I lose my device? I'm a pretty much locked out of everything. Um, and how do I go through, through the pathway of, you know, getting into my banking account or, you know, getting into this application or going back and getting these kind of pieces of information I need to, you know, process this or that. What's interesting about facial biometrics and the way that they can be done, they can be done off of kind of a, a device where it's, it's linked back to this device and, and the facial biometrics and the device are kind of, you know, one, or it can be device agnostic, make it device agnostic because you never know when that customer is not going to have their device because they lost it or they're on their spouse's device uh, and, and they need to you know, authenticate themselves for something that they're doing on that device, right? It also allows it where customers can move throughout the life cycle and workflows within your business, right? So there are times where they're going to be at home and authenticating off of devices that they own. There's times that they're going to be authenticating to maybe devices when they go into those retail stores that you own. It might be a kiosk. It might be some kind of tablet that you have in store. It could be that they're calling into a call center and, you know, this is not a device that the call centers, you know, used to seeing associated with this individual. So they need to send them a text message to this device and authenticate them there. Right. So really having the ability to do this facial recognition in a device agnostic way is very important because your customers are going to be moving through their life cycle and they might not be tied to that device that you, you know, you've tied the biometrics to. 
So that's another really key feature uh, companies uh, look into when they're adopting facial biometrics. So Clayton, technology has always advanced. What are the benefits of using something like AI as opposed to human review in facial biometrics? Facial recognition is like one of the most awesome tools we have as a business, right? You know, it's such a simple, easy user journey to authenticate someone and onboard someone. And it's really strong in how it can stop fraud and uh, reduce operational costs. I think the, the big thing that businesses need to realize is we've been doing this for a long time, right? When I used to walk into a bank, the teller would look at my ID and look at me and authenticate myself, right? Um, or they'd, you know, see a picture that they had up in me on screen and kind of do that eyeballing. You can't do that anymore. There's heavy bias involved in, in humans making decisions on facial recognition. Is this person who they're claiming to be? And so technology is here to solve that problem. Not all technology around facial biometrics is the right technology. That being said, that there are some really good technologies out there, really good algorithms that are doing a fantastic job of making near zero bias and providing high, high, high levels of authentication and, and matching someone to a, another image that's on file, whether it's a, another biometric or a photo off an ID or uh, profile pictures, whatever it might be. To review, what are those overarching main benefits of facial biometrics? And how can businesses incorporate those into their fraud prevention and other onboarding workflows? A lot of benefits for customers, again, stopping fraud, uh, reducing that onboarding process and kind of increasing um, that, that user conversion at onboarding and reauthentication, which every business is obsessed with or should be obsessed with. And then again, you know, reducing the operational costs and, and making sure underwriting is clear and, and that you're living in this kind of device agnostic world because you want to be where the customer is, right? Um, and whatever facet that might be, but have really strong onboarding that's frictionless for that customer or really strong authentication that's frictionless for that customer to be able to move forward with whatever they're doing, whether it's a purchase, account change, anything, right? You want that magical customer experience and the least resistant possible with the ability to say, hey, we're not just, you know, opening up the front doors and letting everybody in. So I really appreciate everybody listening in today. Again, a big a proponent of facial recognition uh, in your workflows. And I really urge everyone out there, um, at the bare minimum, you have to start adopting some kind of biometric. I believe facial biometrics is the easiest for the user and, and, and the best, but you need to adopt something. And Enroll your customers into MFA. A lot of people think this is friction for a customer. For, customers want this, right? You know, if I'm creating an account somewhere, yeah, I'd like to have, you know, uh, it locked down as much as possible, right? I don't want an account takeover as a, as a user. And if all I've got to do is onboard myself or authenticate myself with a selfie that takes the same way I'm unlocking my device, that's, there's no friction to that, right? I'm going to want to do that. So don't feel that enrolling customers into a biometric MFA for two-factor a multi multi-factor authentication is a big deal. It isn't. And, and your customers will adopt that. And once they adopt it, you're going to have less and less fraud across your business and less and less operation costs around reviewing fraud and all the different ins and outs that go around when fraud happens. So uh, reach out to your identity proofing provider, maybe Authentic ID, and we'd be happy to share more about this technology and kind of show you what it looks like in real time. Thanks, Clayton, for that deep dive on facial biometrics and how it's already offering businesses and consumers huge benefits. Still have questions about facial biometric technology? Head to our website, AuthenticID.com, to learn more about how you can adopt this smart, secure, and seamless technology. And don't miss our next episode. The Authentic ID podcast series is available on our website, as well as your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on social for alerts and updates as new episodes go live. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to welcoming you back for our next episode.